Welcome to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bronchick is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years' experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. Hi, I'm attorney Bill Bronchick, and I'd like to discuss with you in this session the idea of raising private capital for real estate investments. A lot of people have been buzzing around with the idea that there's these private investors out there that don't charge as much as hard money lenders that will lend you money or they will partner with you in a deal as a passive investor at a very low rate of interest. Well, first of all, let me dispel that myth. There are no lists of people who are private investors out there. Basically, if someone lends you money, let's say, as a hard money loan, with no points and 8% interest, and he does this once or twice, unless it's your buddy, he's gonna eventually figure out that most hard money lenders get 12% and two, three, four, five points up front. So usually in most cases, this private investor is just an uneducated hard money lender. That being said, um, there are situations where real estate investors might be able to use and bring in private investors. And that's usually done one of two ways. One is you have a specific project where you form an LLC and you sell membership shares. Okay, that's an equity investment. The other way might be where you're going to solicit people or you're going to bring in people who will lend you money secured by a mortgage or deed of trust on a property. Now, this all relates to securities regulations. Now, how does it relate to securities? Because a lot of people think securities like buying stock in the stock market or a bond or you know something like that. Yes, those are securities too. But the definition of a security is very, very broad. Basically, in, without the legalese, it's an investment into a common venture with an expectation of profit where the investor is not going to be doing the work, meaning the person you're giving the money or lending the money to is doing all the work, i.e. a passive investor. So let me say it again. If you're a passive investor into a common enterprise, that's you and he, doesn't have to be multiple people, or you and her, and there's an expectation of profit, and the profits are derived solely or predominantly from the efforts of others, people, than the investor. That's a security. Now, a lot of investors do this. They go around soliciting money, or they ask people for money secured by a deed of trust or mortgage on a property, or they partner with three or four people on a, on a commercial project. Those are all securities offerings. So what does that mean in the realm of the law? Well, there are federal and state securities regulations. The federal ones in most states match the state ones, although some states are a little more restrictive or a little different than the federal ones. But basically, if it is a security, then you've got to register this security with the SEC if you're going across state lines or if you're, you're within one state, meaning the property, the LLC, and all the investors are in one state, then with the State Securities Commission of that state. As soon as you go across lines with any of the uh, moving parts, then you have to register also with the SEC. And in every state in which you solicit or take money from investors. And what does that mean entail? 
it entails a lot, and I'm not going to go through what it entails. What I'm going to do is talk about how you can get an exemption from securities registration. Now, under Reg D, you've probably heard that before, that expression. It's regulation D, this is the federal regulation. There are exemptions from registration. Okay? Now, I don't want to go into the very minute details of what you know the exemptions are, but let me just lay out a few basic rules. <clears throat> if you do not solicit publicly or people that you don't know, so if you if you go to friends and family and people you have a at least a loose business or friend personal relationship with, and you don't go mass emailing or advertising on the radio or even you know a lot of people do is these little luncheons where they invite people in talk about real estate and then pitch them on a deal. Those people are strangers. Those are not friends and family. Okay, so any of those things in a public solicitation realm is a no no. You cannot do that. Now there are there is one particular. Uh, provision in Reg D that allows you to do that, but if you do that, then every investor must be accredited. What does that mean? An accredited investor is someone who meets certain criteria about how much they make each year, what their net worth is. And again, I don't want to go into the details of that, but you have to prove that they're an accredited investor. And if they've only got a couple of hundred thousand uh, in an IRA, that's not an accredited investor. Okay, someone has to have a pretty big net worth or and/or um, uh, income uh, substantial for the last couple of years. Again, I don't want to go into the the numbers because it only confuse you. If they're not accredited, then you have to stick to the friends and family. You can't publicly solicit. Okay, except under that one rule. So, assuming you're not going after accredited investors, you're going after friends, family, and associates who may put up fifty or a hundred, you know, hundred and fifty thousand dollars or so at a clip, and it doesn't matter whether it's a uh, a joint venture, a an LLC partnership with one, two, five, ten, twenty people, it doesn't matter whether you're just borrowing money from one person. It's all securities, and it's under the securities regulations. So you want to be under Reg D, which are the exemptions. Okay. So basically, there are two major exemptions we're going to use. One of them is called 504. And you could look it up online, Reg D 504. It's confusing, but in its simplest form, if you're going to raise under a million dollars within 12 month period, you don't have to worry about them being credited as long as they're friends and family, associates, so forth, and as long as they are sophisticated. Now, sophisticated and accredited are two different things. Accredited is very specific. They have to have a certain income, net worth, etc. Sophisticated is, is a very vague definition, but put it this way. They have to appreciate the risk of the investment i.e. if you're going to go to some little old lady who's your neighbor who doesn't understand the stock market real estate or anything from a hole in the wall and she's got a hundred thousand and that's all she's got don't do that kind of deal in fact you shouldn't solicit money from anyone where you're taking any more than probably you know 25 percent of their total net worth because if you give them first of all for two reasons one it may not be an appropriate investment for them they may not be sophisticated and two, 
if you give someone, uh, if you take from someone their last dime, they're going to torture you. They're going to call you up every month and say, you know, what's going on? What's happening with my money? And you'll feel really bad, by the way, if you wipe them out. So if the investment goes bad. So Reg D504, if you're within a state, and that's, a, that's the federal regulation. And now there are similar ones for state. If you're within one state, it's called intrastate, meaning you form an LLC or you operate within a state, borrow from people in a state, and the, and the investment is all within one state, you only have to worry about the state regulations. Now, obviously, I can't go through all 50 state regulations, but most states have a similar one to 504, or the other one that we use is 506. Now, under 506, there's two different parts that we're going to use. One is the accredited investor route we talked about earlier meaning everybody we take is accredited and you can publicly solicit. If you don't publicly solicit, then you can take no more than 35 non-accredited investors. And that, and it doesn't, by the way, uh, Reg, Reg uh, D504 is a million, 506 has no limit in terms of dollars. Now, let me talk about some practical things. 35 non-accredited but sophisticated investors should be more than enough. Meaning, if you took, uh, if you needed a million dollars and you took 35 grand from 35 people, that should be more than enough. If you took 10,000 from uh, 100 people, first of all, that would be a nightmare to manage that number of people and people be complaining and blah, blah, blah. But then you're greater than 35 and anybody over 35 in number must be accredited, okay? So if the number is reasonable, i.e. less than um, 35, uh, you know, a, a 35 um, non-accredited investor or under 504 less than a million, you're fine. Now that usually applies to like a one-shot deal, like an apartment where you need to raise a million or two or something like that. You're going to go 504, depending on the amount, 506. And take more from each investor, make it a minimum of 50 or 75 or even $100,000. Borrowing a note can be a security. Now there's some real problems with this because I recently dealt with a case in front of our state securities commission with a client who was just simply borrowing money secured by a mortgage on the property or deed of trust on the property, and they went haywire on him, sued him, and it was just a mess. And all he did was give people a high rate of return and give them money back with interest, okay? Now, you'd figure, why does the government want to regulate this? Well, the government loves to regulate. That's what they do, okay? So um, if you're going to solicit people, I've seen people put at the bottom of their email, hey, if you want to earn a good rate of return on your IRA of 8% or more, contact me. That is a solicitation. That is also public if you're emailing people you don't know or have a previous relationship with. So be careful. Having a website that has that too is a public solicitation. Phone calls, emails, blast emails, letters, postcards, breakfast, that's all public solicitation. It's a no-no. No, 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 no. Unless you're going after strictly accredited investors. Okay? So in terms of a note, if you're looking for people to lend you money secured by a mortgage or deed of trust in the property, and you know, the property's in your state, and you live in that state, and your company's formed in that state, and the person lending you money's all in that state, then you have to deal with the state regulations. Now, the problem is, is each state's a little bit different. 
The SEC federal rules on this are pretty, pretty lax, meaning you know, a note secured by a mortgage on a property is typically exempt from registration, okay? State rules differ from state to state as to what the exemption is and how they define the exemption. So you wanna speak with an attorney in your state or someone who knows securities, you know, nationwide, who can advise you before you go out soliciting, you know, private money either for a joint venture or for notes, okay? Now, even if it is exempt, it doesn't mean you're free, you're home free. Because even if it is a security, if it isn't a security, meaning you bring in a active partner in your deal, so you're both gonna be involved in a joint venture or three-party deal, and you're all managing members and all making decisions, that's not a security period, okay? Because the investment is not passive. Now, if you had 17, uh, members that you sold interest to and you make them all managers, does that get you out of it? Probably not. This has to be, you have to show some real participation. So if you're worried about, you know, a buy, fix, and flip, and you put up money and, you, and they put up the property and you're just going to fix it and flip it and so forth, you know, that's fine. That, that's not going to get you any trouble. It's where you get passive investors, all right? So if you're going to borrow money from people or you're going to solicit people, you know, under 506 with the accredited, and or 504, all within Reg D, it is exempt from registration, but you still, if it is a security, are required to disclose. Disclose what? Well, you know, the government doesn't make that entirely clear. Mostly what you have to disclose in writing is the risks of the investment. And I know it seems obvious when you're dealing with another real estate investor that if you put money into a deal, they could lose money. But you have to put in writing, you could lose money. And here's nine ways that the deal could go bad and disclose that in writing. You also have to disclose relevant information about you. Bad news too. So if you filed a bankruptcy within the last uh, 10 years, is that relevant? Yes. If you had a DUI five years ago, is that relevant? No, not unless you're maybe uh, opening a bar. <laughs> um, is it relevant that you, you may have uh, been sued before in the real estate business? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I've even gone so far as uh, people claim that I should have disclosed that I was in lawsuits, meaning eviction actions in court. That was lawsuits. I, I think that's a little overboard, but when in doubt, disclose, 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 disclose. <clears throat> now, how much writing do you need for all of this? Well, that's the most important thing, by the way, is the disclosure. There are a couple of the little miscellaneous things you have to do, but typically, if you're gonna do this on a mass basis or a big project, you're gonna require an attorney to prepare what's called a PPM, or Private Placement Memorandum. This is going to be a long document. It could be anywhere between 50 and 150 pages or more, okay? Along with a business plan or executive summary of the deal or the nature of the investment, like IE alone that you're asking for. And in that uh, disclosure, you're gonna disclose all the risks, you're gonna disclose your background, you're gonna disclose uh, you know, how many investors you're planning on bringing in, which exemption you're relying on, 
Um, you're going to put in there uh, information about the market in, in, in which you're buying or borrowing real estate for. Um, <clears throat> you're going to put specifically what you're going to do with the proceeds of this loan. Um, I, I got into trouble with uh, uh, a situation where one, one of my clients borrowed money from three different people and put it all into the operating account. And the securities regulator said, no, 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 you got to put each one in a separate account. But if his PPM said, I'm going to put it all in the same account, then probably he would have been fine. Does that make sense? So even if you think it's obvious, disclose, 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 you may want to have an attorney prepare one for you, particularly if you're going to do it on a regular basis outside of the realm of one or two friends or family, especially if you're going around borrowing private money. A lot of people do it, they solicit publicly, they don't give disclosures, and they're just lucky. They're lucky. Because once the State Securities Commission or the SEC gets a hold of you, it's going to cost you a lot of money in attorney's fees to, to defend that. So like uh, the Meineke Muffler Man says, pay me now or pay me later. How much does one of these cost to do for, uh, uh, for an investor in attorney's fees? I'm not going to lie to you, it's a lot. On the low end, four to five, six thousand dollars. On the high end, twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars. What? But if you're going to do a three million, four million, five million dollar apartment deal, then you should be hiring an attorney and paying them twenty-five thousand dollars. You can have the investors reimburse you for those expenses as long as you disclose that. But you know, it, it makes sense to, to do that. If you're just gonna borrow from a half a dozen people a year, I don't think you need to spend twenty-five thousand dollars. You can probably get a you know a relatively decent PPM for you know five to seven thousand dollars. And even though that still sounds like a lot, you know, think about how much money you're gonna save uh, by not having to deal with the securities regulate regulators later or having to pay hard money rates, so to speak. Okay, so I know this sounds a little confusing, it's a little fuzzy, but let me just kind of sum it up. Whenever you're going to borrow money from people, and they're going to be passive, not involved, or you're going to partner with people in a deal, they're passive, they're not involved, it is a security. If it is a security, then you must find an exemption under Reg D or under one of your state exemptions, and or in one of your state exemptions. Um, as long as you don't publicly solicit, then all you have to worry about is the disclosures and, and or the PPM and whether the person uh, is sophisticated enough to understand the risks and whether this is an appropriate investment for them. Okay, A couple little minor detail, legal details than that, but again, if you're totally unsure, get the advice of an attorney who understands this stuff. This is Bill Bronchick, and I hope you've enjoyed this discussion. Thank you for listening to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. Legal